1: And here we are for another edition of Mix Shots, and there is so much going on at the Star, in Frisco, and elsewhere, as we are now just over a month away, about a little over five weeks away, I believe, from the NFL Draft and NFL Free Agency. We're deep into that, and the Cowboys have added some players Several players to the team since we last spoke uh, last Tuesday. I'm Bill Jones with Mickey Spagnola inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star in Frisco. Everson Walls will be joining us shortly. Mickey, how you doing? I'm doing
0: fine, Bill, and yourself. It looks like uh, today seemed like things back to old times here at the Star. I saw the helicopter fly in Uh transporting jerry jones into the facility and uh when i showed up i could see uh about a dozen guys on the field either rehabbing or starting to do some uh uh aerobic training with the uh with the uh, strength and conditioning staff out there doing some running and different type of stuff so yeah kind of getting back to old times out here
1: yep that's that's right and uh we're uh less than a month away from the start of the official off-season program for the Cowboys, which I think is around April 19th or so this year. Uh, the other thing that uh, is refreshing to see, I'm watching on the NFL Network uh, scenes from the Alabama Pro Day. Reportedly, Mike McCarthy is there, and uh, that's my point. It's, it's, it's refreshing to see coaches out on the road at Pro Days. And, you know, Mickey, Alabama's got so many NFL prospects that not only have a pro day today, but they have another pro day coming up also. You have to have they need two, two pro days. Two pro days. For
0: their you know, and, and, and the key thing about these pro days is I think everybody needs to remember they are basically replacing the combine. The NFL did not have a combine, uh, and they basically said that the school pro days uh... would replace that when they do the official measures and times and things like that uh... so uh... i think i saw the nfl sanctioned a hundred and one pro days uh... and so uh... those will as i said take the place of the the combine and that's why you see a bunch of the uh, coaches and scouts at these things, as many, if not more, than uh, usual because they've got to look at these players and see where they're at at this time uh, in their lives. And the other thing that I, no- I noticed was taking place, Bill, is a lot of the players, uh, 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 The the, uh, places where guys would go to work out, like the Michael Johnson Training Center and things like that, where guys uh, would get ready for the combine. Those places are having their kind of pro days, but the NFL is not allowing uh, NFL personnel to attend those, so they'll have to put those results out for everybody to see. So a lot of things changing, getting ready for this draft, but Maybe it looks like there'll be actual people at the draft this year unlike last year when it was all uh virtually zoomed uh including the commissioner uh announcing the picks from his basement sounds like he will be in Cleveland they're going to allow people uh to watch the draft so things are kind of moving
1: a little bit closer to normal Yep and uh, and that's uh, great to see and um, yeah, the other thing, that they've taken some of the things that they had to do by necessity last year in preparing for the draft, like the Zoom interviews, WebEx interviews with the prospects, and uh, they're still doing that this year. And uh, there were, over, as usual, over 300 combine uh, invitees this year. And, uh, and as far as the interviews that the teams do with the players, uh, that's being done uh virtually and uh, and Jerry really seemed to like the virtual interviews last
2: year hey we got everson wall hey look at there I was I, I was wondering when you guys were going to acknowledge me thank you very much oh my goodness we had to wait to <laughs> see <laughs> What's going on we
0: had to wait to see your picture show up before we
2: knew you could oh, talk to us hey when you talk about it you have horrible CP time when you wake up early and still late. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great to have you here, Everson.
1: We Thank missed you, you. last Thank week. Thank you very much. And a uh, lot has transpired since the last time you were with us a couple of weeks ago. And, yeah, Andy's uh,
2: gone. Andy's gone, uh, that's right?
1: That's right. Yep, yep. Uh, and number and number our, number our, our, free
2: signings, our free agent signings still suck, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, depends. depends where you're getting your information from, right?
2: <laughs>
1: oh, this could be interesting.
2: Yeah, there you go. I want to hear what Spag's got to say. He, he couldn't fuss at me last week, so it was all on you, Bill. I want to hear what he's got to say this week. Well, <laughs> if things re- were just a, were just starting to happen last
1: week. Right. All things have happened, and things are still happening. Mickey, uh, before we dive in to what's happened in the last week, uh, bring us up to speed on what's going on there Uh, I understand today and tomorrow as a couple of safeties are making their way uh, to the star in Frisco.
0: Yeah, they still, uh, even though they uh, agreed to terms or got a contract done with Cano Neal, uh, is that how you say it or is it Cano? No, I messed it up. It's got to be Keanu, right? Keanu?
2: Just like Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I corrected myself. Yeah, Keanu Keanu. Keanu Neal. There you go.
0: All right. Who's a a box safety. Uh, They're still bringing in, supposed to have visits this week with uh, free safety, Malik Hooker and DeMonte Kazee. Uh, So another uh, Falcon that uh, played for Quinn, just like Uh, Neil did, so uh, they're, they're, you know, trying to come up with very conservative contracts for these uh, veteran safeties, which they needed some depth at the safety position, if you look at, uh, because if they weren't going to sign Xavier Woods back, uh, they basically had uh, Wilson, and that's about it. So uh, they needed to restock that safety position. So I would imagine with those two visiting, at least one of them uh, will probably be signed uh, or try to agree to terms with those guys. And if you've noticed what they're doing on the majority of these contracts, they're all basically one-year deals, uh, kind of one-year approve-it deals for guys that were sitting there in free agency and maybe coming off of... come i i muted my phone
1: and it's ringing why is that <laughs> so i'll 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 take up where you left off coming off injury and uh that <laughs>
0: This is what happens. Hey, you're being, find the you're being This, your
2: is, back this is what
0: happens <laughs> when you get a new phone. Right when you're forced to get a new phone because your other one's not working. Uh, I thought I muted it, and evidently I didn't. So there's uh, a lot of things uh, I'm learning.
1: We can we can all gr- we can all agree this is what it happens when you're 60 something years
2: old. Oh yes, <laughs> and a new phone. Oh, too many gadgets. Too right? many gadgets for an old <laughs> Absolutely. man
0: <likes> <laughs> I guess instead of muting it, I must have turned it up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> so, so tell uh, me about these two DBs, guys. I mean, you got two, what, three safeties coming in. I got to weigh in on this. I mean... Oh, my God, all of them, what is this? All of them have Achilles problems. What yes. are you doing here? And both believe, of them, and that's why. I just Achilles, don't understand. What, hey, safety has been the Achilles heel of this team for how long? Very, very well, Bill. Thank you so much, Bill, because it, has, it will continue to be that way. First of all, I don't know how uh, uh, fortunate it is for us to bring in three, is it all three from the Falcons? Now, hookers no, Hookers from uh, two of uh, the them Colts. From the Falcons.
1: The Colts. Yeah. So
2: well Hooker Hooker, not bad, but you got two guys coming in from the Falcons. Now, if I recall, God, Dak Prescott threw for almost 500 yards on these guys. That I do recall. These two safeties coming from that secondary. Uh, I don't know, they might be the only defense, pass defense that was worse than ours. In the NFL. So I'm kind of, I'm not happy about this signing at all. Not to mention the fact that they might not even make it through.
1: Everson, what they're trying to do, they're hoping that this is the 2016 and 2017 version of the Atlanta Falcons. And, uh, well, that, say, was pre, that was
2: pre-Achilles. That that's was exactly pre-Achilles right. injuries. That's exactly right. And I don't know if they think that they're uh, uh, Kevin Durant or somebody, but unless <laughs> they are, they're not going to come back from Achilles injuries, and that's not their only injuries that I'm concerned about because I think they've got ACL problems. It's Neil just did, a yeah. plethora of injuries just from these three guys that we signed. That's why. we you talking about signing Jefferson. a one-year deal. Okay, hold it. Yes, sir. That's
0: why they're available, yes, <laughs> and that's why they'll sign <laughs> one-year deals for
2: $1.75 million.
1: <laughs>
2: That should be cumulative, Spags. Okay, that should be cumulative. So all three this should is, just add up to one point seven five. When when you, when you don't have <laughs> when you don't have money
0: against the salary cap, you got to do bargain hunting and hope, right? It's not like they're signing these guys to solve problems. They're hoping, you know, that they can come back. Right. You got that right. You got And that's right. all they can afford. They're not signing to ever. That's all they can afford. God uh, me,
2: man. Okay. Why look is at, it the secondary is always that position? that is so low priority and when we see all the good teams in the playoffs they all had great defensive play and especially from the secondary at least they have guys that can make plays uh brave not brave but the uh, winfield with the with tampa bay you know a guy that's back there making plays uh young at that and i know yes he's a first-round draft pick and he's got the pedigree and all of that from his pops I get that, but I don't know, guys. That's, that's still why, money down the drain for me, Spags. That's, that's still why, money down
0: the drain for me, Spags. That isn't money down the drain because most of it, they're not getting signing bonuses. So, uh, Or if they are, that's signing bonuses <sighs> that they can deal with if they don't make the team. You forgot my point about I, Dan Quinn. Yes, He's sir. supposed to fix everything. All right? And yeah. and and so we'll <laughs> the pressures on him to make a difference in this. He's defense. bringing in all his friends.
2: You you can't bring in all your friends. You know he's bringing in people that he knows, and those people that he know they are. I'm not going to say they are worth. what I was going to say. They just seem to be such a wasted pick. I wouldn't even say it's a lateral movement in regards to these situations. Otherwise, are you bringing them in just for training camp? Are you bringing them in to contribute at all? Because I don't see. To me, it's just like the same thing we've been going on over and over again. We are signing, okay, just like you so, said, Spags. All right, so hoping and what hoping. Would, what would you suggest? Because none of these, I suggest you go out and get better players.
0: None of these go deals go ahead. Go ahead. will preclude them from drafting a safety. All right. None of them, the financial. They need to part of it, more
2: than one safety. Well, that's why they've got one signed and two visiting. <laughs> oh my God! And and not only that, we if we're talking about what we had, I would rather keep Woods than to sign these three guys. I would rather keep Woods than to sign those three guys. To me, that. You know, just leave well enough alone in that regard and, if you have that luxury to do that.
0: And you don't know that they don't want to keep them. Maybe Woods is looking out there in free agency and saying, Okay, I need more than a one-year deal. I I, I, I want to see if I can get a multi-year deal and and, and play the field here before making a decision. And,
2: and once again, that's just the lesser of the evils for me, Spags. Still, that's the lesser of the evils. And yes. You know, you asked me what I would do. First of all, I would have to know what's out there. Okay, I would have to look at what's out there. I have not looked at what's out there, but I there's not much. I would have to say, I well, are they all injured? Do they all have Achilles? I'm sure you can find some that have a good well, Achilles. Well, here's the here's the here's if the. I can find with you,
0: here's the benefit of these guys that have the Achilles. They did it early in the season like okay. September. <laughs> so they okay, they should be ready. To me. They should be ready to go. <laughs> hey, I'm jogging on the treadmill but, but, now. But, but, I'm jogging but, on but, the but treadmill, right? Okay? <laughs> And these oh, guys right. are your, See, that, These guys are 40 Bill, years Bill, younger. I get it now, Bill. These guys are 40 I get it now, years Bill. I get
2: it now, Bill. They're, they're, he's he's he, This is these are all his Achilles <laughs> brothers. I get it now. I can't even argue with him because I have good Achilles. So continue, Spags. They're yes, sir. They're, they're 40 years younger <laughs> and they're professional athletes. So they should be far ahead of my rehabilitation. <laughs> Like, I hope we're not comparing them to your rehab. That yeah. would be a bad move. That's uh, a low, we're not, low bar.
1: <laughs> I hope we are not comparing them to uh, Mickey's athletic ability. In, even oh, in his no,
2: run. please don't say that. Yeah, well, that uh, the other thing
0: I, we're I, not comparing him to is my salary either, okay? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. I think what we ought to do, we need to separate the two that are visiting with the one who has already signed. And uh, and the two that are visiting are Malik Hooker, who's a former first-round draft pick of the Colts and had the Achilles Mm -hmm. injury uh, in the third game of the year last year. Uh, And then Demonte Kazee, who was a fifth round draft pick in twenty seventeen. Was not a starter on their Super Bowl, the team that went to the Super Bowl for the Falcons has been since and had the Achilles last year. And and so those guys and the reason that they're visiting is because they need to check out where they are as far as their Achilles are. That's that's probably the most important part of their visit is for uh, the uh, the Cowboys to take a look at him and see where they are. So, All right. Bill now, so Hooker, about, let me let me say
2: this. Let me wait. let me say this to, to to just go ahead. Go ahead, Spat.
0: So, ahead. Hooker played two games last year. He had torn his ACL right. in 2017 and then tore his uh, ruptured his Achilles uh, after playing two games uh, in 2020. Now, Kazee in 2018 and 2019, had 10 interceptions, all right, Right. 10 interceptions, Uh, and he only played four games last year before he ruptured uh, his Achilles, so, uh, and he was just a fifth-round pick of Quinn in 2017, started one game in 2017 as a rookie, 15, and then the next two years He started 29 of 32 games with 10 interceptions, by the way. Seven in one year. I would imagine the Cowboys don't have anybody on the roster with seven interceptions for their entire career, right? So it's worth taking a look at these guys and see where they're at.
2: Heath is already gone. Heath was the closest to that, and he's already gone. Right, absolutely. And, and
0: everybody wanted to move away from Jeff Heath, right? Wasn't good enough. And you probably would have liked Jeff Heath back on the team uh, last year after ha Clinton Dix uh, failed miserably in uh, training camp. So if you look at these two guys, they've had previous success uh, in their careers, Now, you just got to take a look at them and say, okay, we're not investing big bucks on you in free agency. But if you look at what was available at the safety position in free agency, it wasn't that much, and it wasn't that much to get you all excited. Uh, And if you look at the draft, the best one probably is the kid from TCU, and he's probably no better than uh, 30th pick in the draft. So, again... You're nibbling because you don't have enough money to be able to afford big-time contracts on, on a safety. And I'm not trying to demean the safety position, but when you've invested in your offensive line, your running back, your quarterback, your wide receiver, your defensive end, your linebackers, you know, there's, there's just not enough money to go around, especially when the cap... Drop from 198 to 182 million.
2: I, I think what my concern is we're trying to move, while we're trying to move away from uh, this culture of just giving up so many yards and so many big but plays. But
0: wait, that happened last we, year. That happened last year. The year before, yeah. they, they finished ninth in total defense. So tell me what changed. I don't even
2: remember. I don't even remember that. I don't even remember that. Okay, space. well, I'm, <laughs> just to, to I'm just trying. I'm just trying to help you out. They gave to them help them you so out. many yards running. Well, thank you. They have so. They, we have given up so many yards as a defense. And where I was going was, you bring in guys from another team who's just as bad. And you understand what I'm saying? Yes, the Cowboys deal. Okay, you can talk about two years ago. But last year was so prevalent, it was so bad, it was ridiculous. So now, okay, we're going to improve our pass defense, and we come, we bring in guys from a team that might have more given up more passing yards than we did. I just don't see how their mentality coming in, whether we sign them or not. I don't care if it's the one. Already signed the two we're bringing in. They still don't even – they have – They didn't play last year. The guy year. got 10 interceptions –
3: they didn't play last well, year for
2: that team. And uh, do you think that they would make a difference? Do you think they would make a difference in that team? That's why. Do I'm, you truly think they made a difference in that team?
0: Well, okay. So Cincinnati signed Chidube Uwuzi for a pretty hefty contract, right? From a bad defense. Yeah. So what were they thinking? Right. Three years, nearly $22 million. Who signed them? Who signed them?
2: Cincinnati. Who signed him? Yeah, yeah, they deserve it. They deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I, I, you know, we go through the same thing every offseason. All I'm, I'm asking you to...
0: is what changed last year from the team that finished ninth overall in defense to 24th and finished 11th against the run in 2019 and finished 31st in 2020. What changed?
2: Here's, here's, here's well, let me ask you this. What will change? Between last year's defense and this okay. year's defense. There was nothing I can see that's going to improve us. Those guys we signed, I can't see it happening from the secondary standpoint. And I just really hope was hoping, because we go through this every off-season trying to salvage a secondary. Every off-season we try and salvage a secondary, and every offseason, Spags, you and I sit up here on freaking Tuesday morning or Monday morning quarterback and we're like. Oh, well, man, the guy could have made a play, but he didn't make Oh, man, I'm so tired of hearing how things could have gone the one way, but they didn't because of one particular situation. I want guys that's going to come in and make plays and di- and make let them dictate our success as opposed to these flukes that we've been looking at for the last three off-seasons, Fagg. You and I have been having these same back and forths.
0: Okay, so here's Doesn't how. Doesn't it sound
2: familiar? Here's how you
0: here's how you solve it, right? Get you an Ed Too Tall Jones out I'm there to the rush the quarterback. Just
2: rush the quarterback, right? I gotta say, guys, it, even if we rush the quarterback. I don't see our secondary coming up with anything different than what they've already had. All even right. if we rough the quarterback, All even right. if we do, we need to have go. You, to... Have you seen anything in our secondary that showed you that if we were to have a rush, oh, things would have been different if we had a rush? You're gonna tell me you saw that last year. This I was don't believe the you did. this was the most
0: miscombobulated organized defense I think <laughs> I've ever seen. Right. So your hope is Dan (laughs) Quinn makes a difference. And I have to make a difference now because we lost Bill and we need to go to break here on Big Shots on (laughs) (laughs) DallasCowboys.com. Back, back, back to Mick shots.
1: The Star District is the perfect place for the whole family to enjoy. Support local Frisco businesses by visiting, visiting us to dine, shop and explore the Dallas Cowboys themed campus. For information on all the Star has to offer, visit the stardistrict.com. The Star Good District job, Bill. Well, the Star District has uh, hosted uh, some basketball here in the last week. So. Uh-oh.
2: I did not yeah. know
0: that.
1: That's right. Yeah. Con- Conference uh,
0: USA was that who had their tournament here?
1: That's right. Yep. That's and, how uh, North Texas
0: got into the big dance. That's
1: right. Yeah. They won four straight games there at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. I did not know that. I did
2: not know that.
1: Yeah, and then uh so uh, how's your bracket looking by the way? <laughs> you know what? Every
0: bracket has been busted the as left, of last weekend. The, the left side's doing really well.
2: The white the right side got wiped
0: out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I uh, think
2: they said this weekend every bracket was busted. Every bracket was busted.
1: You know what? You know what but started to bust my well my bracket got busted first off when Ohio State lost on Friday. Ohio State was one of my national finalists. And then what really busted my bracket was when somehow, someway, Everson, the Oklahoma Sooners beat Mickey's Missouri Tigers. Yeah!
0: It was was only going to be one point, Bill, because either one would have lost the next game, as Oklahoma did, by the way, in a no-compete contest against Gonzaga.
1: No, actually, actually, that the game you probably didn't watch the game against Gonzaga, but it was actually one of their better games of the year. No, I did they watch played it. Played really well against Gonzaga, and then they still got beat by 16 points. That's how good Gonzaga is. So.
2: Spags not gonna give you no love, Bill. Spags is not. <laughs> not not, not love. after he had to bring it up that way, right? <laughs> hey, it was right. good for me to see some HBCUs in there. Uh, loving Texas Southern getting off in there, doing some things, that's representing right. the swag. Uh, uh-huh. It's always good though, whether you lose or not, you got certain guys on these teams like University of North Texas that where you saw individual players that really stood out and really got the recognition that they deserve from some of the smaller schools, the HBCUs and the, and the North Texas schools. So that's always good to see in the tournament to see how one of those kids can match up against. A superstar team like gonzaga or uh, uh some of those uh power five schools, so good to see him just get in there and represent just a little bit even Abilene yeah, they, christian very they right? well Attractive. Abilene Christian my nephew went to Abilene Christian so he was he was bragging over my brother who was a u who went to u t so uh he had he had debs over his uncle for this just this weekend alone
1: yep
0: Um, And I'll tell you one last last thing on that, Bill. When you talked about my my saving grace, the only hope I had is that my sleeper to make it to the championship game gets to the championship game, right? And in the second round, in the second half, with about, I don't know, eight minutes to go, Houston's down by 15 points. And I'm going. Okay, this is over with. And they ended up coming back
1: and winning by two. I think it was. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, they they survived and advanced. That's right. Uh, and by the way, I I've uh, we had already made the decision on my Wi-Fi that. Uh, since, uh, since my provider and I will not say their name does not provide uh, broadcast of Mavericks games, Stars games, or Rangers games. We were going to switch anyway, and now it's sealed. Since my Wi-Fi keeps going out on this thing, so. Um, so that's that's about to be corrected. So they will
2: find go? out sooner or later, won't they? <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, so Mickey, yes, what about the rest of the free agent hall so far? Uh, we've talked about uh, the safeties or the lack of safeties. Uh, What do you you make of uh, what sticks out for you, what the Cowboys have done so far, whether it's uh, comings or goings at the start?
0: Well, the going that kind of stuck out for me uh, is the fact and you know, we knew this was probably going to happen, but you kind of hope that, well, maybe it wouldn't, that you can hang in there and, uh, you know, and somebody will just pass him by. Losing Andy Dalton uh, the way they lost to yeah. the, uh, um, it, it's just like, Chicago, oh, Chicago, yeah. Uh, so, and you just knew somebody was going to give them a deal one year to make $10 million with an opportunity to make $3 million more uh, in incentives. Uh, and, and you just hope somebody didn't look at him as a starting quarterback, which they should have, by the way. Uh, for teams that need a quarterback or a quarterback to be a bridge to maybe somebody you picked in the first round of the draft this year. So that leaves the Cowboys somewhat in a lurch at the backup quarterback spot because the way I looked at it, Andy Dalton was probably the best backup quarterback the Cowboys had since Steve Burline. I mean... You got somebody yeah, else you, you want to, you know, pick. tell me That's that you know pick. was better with more experience than him? Because even when Tony yeah. Romo took over, really. you know, he he had played what uh, no games before he took over uh, in that 2006 season. Uh, so at least you had a veteran guy. I, I don't think that they're gonna, unless somebody falls in their lap for another kind of prove it deal like Andy Dalton was looking for. Do you feel good about, you know, Garrett Gilbert, Ben DiNucci, Cooper Rush? No. Because that's where you're at
2: right now, right? No. Yeah, you are. That's it. What were you? What do, what do you guys think about uh, you know reading all kind of stuff? I'm just, this is probably makes bags mad, but uh, I'm it out <laughs> That's there. Why to here, <laughs> That's why you're
3: here, ever since. And just remember here. when you
0: say this stuff. Just remember when you say this stuff. There's a salary cap, okay? Don't forget there is a salary cap. Just like Bill has a salary cap at his household when he buys
2: internet, okay? All <laughs> yeah, right, Wi-Fi, right? <laughs> No, uh, uh, just really almost a uh, – well, we don't have a whole bunch of money out there, obviously, to be signed as sentimental signings. But, you know, Alex Smith was brought up as far as a, a guy that could be an inspirational backup uh, for Dak Prescott. He's got the experience, been through a lot. I don't know how that leg is doing after last year. But, uh, you know, he was inspirational, I have to say. Uh, never was a big fan of his until – uh, I saw what he went through and and, and coming out on the other side. Uh, not sure uh, what a, a signing for him would take, but uh, what do you think about that inspirational signing, Spags? Uh,
0: again, what's he looking for? You know, how much how much do you have to pay him to convince him to put himself back out there? Uh, and yeah. yeah, from an experience standpoint, to to, to bring in uh, a bus driver. Uh, who doesn't probably need a whole heck of a lot of practice um yeah for a couple million dollars i can afford that but i really can't afford that much when you look at the cowboys cap right now and what they have left right you know it's anywhere between 10 and 12 million dollars and their rookie pool for 10 draft choices is 10 million dollars so number one they won't use all 10 of those draft choices they'll be trading around uh, if they need to to move up uh, but number two, if that's all you got left, uh, you're gonna have to restructure a couple more contracts just to do business for the coming year. So yes. again, it comes down to can I get a sweetheart deal for not much, right? You bring in a guy So then and, and Bill brought it up last week, you know you're looking at guys like Chase Daniel. You, you, a, a career backup, right? who, you know, not bad yep. coming in for a game or finishing a game or starting a game, but if you need somebody to start three or four games in a row, I don't know if that guy's out there.
2: For the, Tell you what, uh, now you're looking at a that's – a, that's a Mizzou guy, right? Was Chase at Mizzou? Sure is, yes. and there's another best one available, in, best too. Best
1: player in Missouri football history, right, Mickey? Yes,
2: absolutely.
0: <laughs> and Blaine Gabbert's out there also. See, they're
1: going to retire his
2: number there. Yeah. Well, he's then, not I, the best and then, then he's also career. from the Big 12, so I know Bill's going to show him some love if he comes here. So, he's nice from, South Lake. Daddy's from South South Lake. on South, top There you go. It. That's yeah. what I'm
1: saying. That's one of Bill's hey, guys. Hey, Everson, you know? Everson, Mickey <laughs> and I, let me tell you the Chase Daniel story. <laughs> Mickey, in and, and the early days of uh, the Cowboys chant, uh, back in 2003, 2004, this is before the NFL Network came along, the Cowboys put together a – it was with Comcast Cable. They put yes. together a Cowboys channel. I was working for him. Mickey obviously was as well. And we actually did a high school football game from Texas Stadium. It was a, a state playoff game. It was Southlake Carroll uh, against Denton Ryan. And so – and it was uh, Chase Daniel's senior year at Southlake Carroll. This was going to have been 2004 – and um, so Mickey was the he was the analyst on the broadcast. Well, he goes down on the field before the game because this quarterback for Southlake, Chase Daniel, had uh, committed to Missouri. And so, but he had heard how short he was, and so Mickey went down on the field because he wanted to stand up next to him and see just how short Chase Daniel really is. And uh, Mickey, you can take it from there. And he was short, by the way. How short
0: was he? Well, I didn't have to look up very far to see him eye to eye. Wow.
2: And
0: he he goes to Missouri and was probably one of the best quarterbacks in the history of Missouri football. And, uh, I enjoyed
2: watching him in college. I did. The last, he was good. He
1: wasn't. Hey, Mick, uh, Mickey, yes. Mickey. He wasn't probably one of the best quarterbacks in Missouri history. He was the best quarterback. Well, in
0: the you don't remember the seventies, probably. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. He's better than Phil Bradley. Uh, ah, that's de- that's ah, debatable. That is ah, debatable.
2: Wait a minute there. Wait a minute there, William. Wait a minute there. I remember Bradley. Bradley was a beast. Bradley was a beast.
1: He didn't do what Chase Daniel did in Missouri. Well, from right?
2: a, from a winning standpoint,
0: no, he he did not. Um, oh, what what do you base it on? He was awfully good, and he set all the records at that at, at that right. time in that era. He of set football. the
2: tone, Bill. He but, set the tone, Bill. All right, but get there off, get can off, be Chase Daniel. For setting the tone. <laughs>
1: all right, get off, Chase Daniel, to the Cowboys though, because Chase Daniel likely is going to the Chargers. Where Joe Lombardi is the offensive coordinator, and Lombardi was the was the offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach with the Saints, and when Daniel was there, and so Daniel is going to go be Justin Herbert's backup with the Chargers. That's my prediction. Okay? All right. Here is uh, let me throw a name out here as a veteran guy who's kind of of the same ilk as Chase Daniel, that is A.J. McCarron, who is a free agent. A.J. McCarran, who has not started very many games in the league whatever, but he did a, did get a chance as Andy Dalton's backup with the Bengals, but it, it, most recently he's been with the Texans. Uh, and the connection, of course, with the Cowboys is Doug Nussmeyer, the Cowboys quarterbacks coach, who was the quarterbacks coach and offensive coordinator at Alabama for two years when A.J. McCarron was there. If you're connecting the dots of the quarterbacks and the free agent quarterbacks out there, there's a connection right there, A.J. McCarran. Now, McCarron, I believe, made $4 million last year as Deshaun Watson's backup in Houston. The Cowboys right. are not going to pay $4 million for the backup quarterback spot here. But if McCarran, as he's testing the market right now, if he sees, okay, I'll take whatever the Cowboys offer an in incentive-laden deal, whereas, and they can do that and it's not going to affect their salary cap, he would be a guy that I would throw out as a possibility as being a veteran guy. What do you think of A.J. McCarron? That is that is, if Houston doesn't say, boy, in a
0: situation we're in, we may need to they sign him. They might
2: need him. They <laughs> might need him. Yes, thank you. That's what it. I was going to say, Spag. They've got Tyrod they Taylor. They might need him. That's <laughs> true.
1: They, t- they signed Tyrod Taylor. And so uh, if, if they're, the, the next starter at Houston uh, depending on what happens with Watson, is Tyrod Taylor.
0: And that's a good. That's a good point, Bill, on AJ McCarron. And that's, that is, you know, and that's kind of, yeah. you know, you bring him in here, let him compete with Gilbert. Uh, DiNucci can still be the third guy. He didn't get an off season last year, um, but that's what you're going to have to settle for sort of like the safety position that's what you have to settle for because you just don't have a lot of money in for agency to go sign somebody to a big deal you know and I'll be very interested to see you know the defensive uh, end uh, Terrell Basham that they've agreed to a deal with Uh and it keeps getting publicized as two years 6.5 million but we have not seen the inside numbers yet so like the the deal for uh uh, neil was you know everybody was was one year five million dollars right well when you look at how they structured it it's basically the first year's cap hit is two million dollars uh they gave him a three million dollar signing bonus with three two more years avoidable so from a cap hit He's basically $2 million against the cap this year with a $1 million base salary. So I'd be interested to see what Basham's deal is. It's basically going to be a one-year deal, $4 million, and we'll see how they had it structured. So if you see what the Cowboys are doing, they're nibbling because that's what they have available against the salary cap. Uh, and they still have to restructure a couple more contracts uh, going forward to create enough uh, Money for the rest of the year, but if yeah, if you can get McCarron for one year, two million, three million with incentives, that would be a great deal. That's what they
1: have to settle for. All right. As far as the other signings, you mentioned Basham uh, and as as an edge rusher. Brent Urban is another one, a defensive lineman who was most recently with Chicago prior to that, Baltimore, uh, and, uh, and then Carlos Watkins, who is with the Texans, an inside uh, defensive guy.
0: Yeah, and if you look at uh, Brent Urban, I think he's kind of the kind of gadget guy inside. Uh, he's 6'7", 295, uh, did play defensive tackle, probably could play on the edge. I think he replaces Tyrone Crawford. I think, I think Crawford is close to right. saying, you know, I think this this probably enough. But they signed him for one year, 1.75 million. He gets a 1.25 million dollar base salary with a 500 thousand dollar signing bonus. So if he comes in here and you know can't play, well, you just wasted 500 million. But the the base salary you would get back. So. Uh, he's kind of a rotation guy. Same thing with Carlos Watson uh, Watkins. Uh, one year, 1.75 million. His signing bonus was 400,000, and his base salary 1.1 million. So again, you're gambling 400,000. Basically, the same. Well, maybe this guy can make it, right? Maybe he can uh, help us out. Uh, so those are the kind of deals that they've been trying to put together. To bolster uh that that uh the inside for them. Um, and the same thing with the offensive tackle bill Ty Naseki uh from Arlington, by the way. You know, he's gonna be 36 years old. He kicked around in the arena league, the Canadian Football League, uh, and then you know, ended up being a nice backup guy, ended up with the Bills, and and, and he signed basically the same type of deal. Uh so
2: to me, anything better. What, what about this? What about this Brent Urban guy? What about Brent Urban? Have we talked about him? Brent Urban. Yeah, we did. That, uh, that, was, the, that was the first guy. Yeah. yeah,
0: we mentioned. Yeah, Brent Urban. Uh, and so those are the kind of guys, you know, that that they're kind of bringing in right now. Um, they decided to go a different direction at long snapper. Signed Jake McQuaid. Had been with the Rams. So Fossil was, you know certainly knew about him. Now, you traded a 40-year-old deep snapper for a 33-year-old deep snapper, and I guess the money's probably the same, because L.P. Lattisor wouldn't cost him the Cowboys much at all. He kept playing these last couple years on the veteran uh, minimum, uh, the veteran exception minimum. Uh, So, that's what they've done so far in free agency, and that's why the Twitter feed is all filled up (laughs) with complaints like Everson's was because they're nibbling and they're not bringing in big time guys. And that's why the title, my the, the, the headline to my column last year is, well, we're back at March Madness and it ain't the March Madness you think it is, right? It ain't that.
1: You are okay, so right. <laughs> okay, that leads me to my tease for our last segment. What is it? That will get Everson and the rest of Cowboys Nation excited about the Cowboys defense going into the 2021 season. What needs to happen for any excitement to be generated when Mixed Shots continues in a moment.
3: We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda
0: and
3: Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Grab some Otterbox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, We've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. When there's work to be done, a real workhorse can make all the difference. Like the Range Boss package. Our 5075E John Deere 75-horsepower tractor features a bell spear and loader and starts at $369 per month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. It works like a
0: horse, so you don't have to. Visit United Ag and Turf. Com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Want to use what
3: the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys?
0: Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now and get your exclusive fan pack and member benefits. Visit dallascowboys.com slash united for details.
1: All right, very good. Mickey just keeps be- keeps getting better and better with his routine. You think Don't so? You think, Everson? You think so? Just give me a couple oh, more Everson years. seems to be <laughs> <doubting it. laughs> Give me a couple oh, more years. An I'll have so? it down. I'll have it down in a couple years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I asked a question before the break about what can get Everson and the rest of Cowboys Nation excited about this Dallas defense. Let me say this, though, before we get into that, about Keanu Neal. And, Mickey, let me ask you, how do you think – in in contrast to the other safeties, Kazee and Hooker, that the Cowboys have brought in with their Achilles injuries just last season – well, one thing about Keanu Neal is that he has come back and played an entire season after both his ACL and his Achilles. Last year he had 100 tackles for Atlanta, he had 9 tackles for loss, and so he has done something since his major injuries. The thing that intrigues me about Keanu Neal not only is the fact that that prior to his injuries Uh, His athleticism, I mean, he first-round draft pick and was productive his first two years in the league. In fact, he made the Pro Bowl uh, in 2017 when Atlanta went to the Super Bowl. So he's done that, and he's got a year under his belt getting over those injuries. But what intrigues me the most about him, Mickey, is the possibility of the Cowboys using him as a nickel linebacker. Uh, what do you th- what do What do you think about that? What have you heard about how the Cowboys might use Keon O'Neill in this defense? Well,
0: yeah, and he's a box safety, and you're right. He had a pretty darn good season this past year. He's like he's like a, a poor man's Jamal Adams, right? He's that type of safety. He's close to the line. You don't want him in coverage, probably. Uh, he started 14 of 15 games after coming back from a ruptured Achilles. Had 100 tackles. Not a big guy. For for interceptions. He had one. But the one thing that I thought stood out to him, and you know, he, he was a former uh, first rounder, 17th pick in the draft, uh, and in his rookie season in the Super Bowl, he ended up with 13 tackles, nine solo. Against New England, Unfortunately, it was that defense that fell apart the second half. Uh, <laughs> but at least he did something, and you're right, as uh, he's big enough uh, to be able to play the nickel linebacker spot. Um, and, and 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 that was one of the problems the Cowboys had. Jalen Smith should not have been out there on that nickel as the weak side linebacker when they went to two linebackers. He struggles in coverage, uh, or, or just struggled. Period. Right. So period. it'll be interested to see if if he is the type of guy that can do that. But he's not that big. Um, I think he's like 225. Uh, if 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 I'm correct, I, well, he's, I, I, he's
1: actually. I mean, he's listed more like two twenty-two sixteen something okay. like that. So yes, but, but that is that is what's happening in this league with with uh, all the three receiver four receiver sets, and you're in nickel and dime so much that to have someone who can tackle, who uh, I mean, he's not Cam Chancellor, but he plays a lot like Cam Chancellor, you know, uh, and as far as being able to. To as a nickel linebacker alongside Vander Esch, my question on it is, what we have seen in the la- in, throughout Jalen Smith's career here is there has not been a defensive coordinator willing to take Jalen Smith off the field, and uh, or find a, a role for Jalen Smith in a nickel. If you're going to put Keanu Neal and Leighton Vander Esch as your two nickel linebackers, what do you do with Jalen Smith? Is my question.
0: Yeah, and 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 I'm not sure. You know, and we're talking about a guy that led the team in tackles the past two years, right? Um, and, and I know everybody doesn't like his antics on the field, this and that, uh, but you've got to figure out how to play him. I'm not sure he's a weak side linebacker. Uh, I thought he did better in the middle, uh, and Van Der Esch was probably better on the outside if he stays healthy. You know, they tried to make that switch last year without an off season. It didn't work out so well. So I'll be interested to see, uh, but I think a box safety, uh, you know, that's pretty good. I just I just don't want to see that nickel defense out there against teams with two line two fullbacks on the field. And I will leave it at that. Okay. Now, as to get excited, I'm, I'm taking that Everson didn't get excited over the Cowboys re-signing Jordan Lewis, their nickel cornerback.
2: Well, here's my thing. If you're going to use Jordan Lewis the way we used him last year, I am not in favor of that. Bill brought it up in regards to the nickel uh, defense. You just brought it up in in regards to the nickel defense on first down versus two tight ends or even one tight end. And a fullback. And a fullback. You're looking at a diminutive guy out there doing the best he can. Now, I disagree with you on one thing. I, I didn't like him against the run, but Spags I did like him against the pass. He did decent in the slot. He's the only, the only guy we have that can cover that slot guy. You're not bringing in Keanu Neal to be Jordan Lewis on pass in nickel. Right. You bring him in just in case they want to continue to be this stubborn team that wants to play nickel against uh, two tight ends or a tight end and fullback. So if we're going to continue to do that, and I don't know if Quinn is a fan of that, then Keanu Neal would be the guy that would be a better fit against the two tight ends or one tight end and fullback. Yes, I do get that. Uh, In regards to Jalen Smith, maybe having Keanu out there if he's able to do all the things we want him to do and, and, and he plays as, as, as strong and plays that box safety like he did uh, last year, then that might be a good thing for Jalen because now he doesn't have to feel like he has to overcompensate for a guy out there who's 5'10", 175 pounds. So hopefully it will give Jalen an opportunity, or whoever that linebacker is, to have more of a straight-line path to helping stop the run to maybe even making an impact in the middle of the field, because now you've got Keanu Neal having a nice anchor out there against the two tight end and one tight end fullback situation. So hopefully bringing in Keanu, hey, I don't have to be a fan for it, but I'll give it love if it works. If you bring in Keanu to help anchor on that nickel defense, maybe Jalen Smith can have an opportunity to be more of a straight line player. Because when it comes to movement outside, he keeps getting cut off. And that's what I don't like. He keeps getting cut off by offensive linemen. And therefore, they cave down the pursuit. If if, uh, uh, Keanu Neal can come in and anchor that better, then we might be looking at a totally different thing. If they continue to want to use nickel defense on first down, which I'm still not in favor of.
0: Okay, Bill. So what? Well, get, I mean, what would get you excited?
1: Well, one more thing on Jalen Smith. I would like to see a coach come in here and just see if Jalen Smith can do anything as an edge rusher. I mean, we saw we've seen him being used rushing the passer, but they were lining him up like in the middle and yeah. uh, without uh, him being able to to use uh, any. Edge rushing uh, ability that he might have. I don't know what kind of edge, but he, but to your point, Everson, he's more of a straight line defender than he is playing in space. And so, yeah. I would like to see him. If 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 their plan is to have Neal and Van Der Esch as your two uh, nickel linebackers, is the plan then have Jalen as an edge rusher? I'd like to see him at least experiment with that and see, but not as an inside rusher like what they were using. Under Marinelli, um, the only downside—the
2: uh, only downside
0: on that bill—is who you taking off the field to make him an edge rusher? Demarcus Lawrence, that's right. Randy that's Gregory. Right. I ain't yep. in favor of either of that.
1: Nope, that's right. Yep.
2: And when we uh, go back to the original question of what really excites me, yep. uh, have we signed Alden Smith yet? No, they have not. Are we going to sign him? I, no. No, are, we going, exactly. are we thinking of signing him? That's. Does he he want to re-sign,
0: you know, you have to ask that question too. Or is he looking for, you know, how much is he looking for?
2: I always said, and and you and I agreed on this, Spags, that moving Alden Smith up and down the line and not having him in one place and being so isolated, that really did help not just uh, his stats, but it helped the Cowboys' defense, and that's what's most important. When he's being moved around, they got a little bit confused uh, on the other side of the ball in regards to how to block him, and it was somewhat effective in regards to how we played against the run, and I know we didn't play well against the run much at all, but when, he, when Alder Smith was moving up and down the line, it gave their offense problems.
1: Keep in mind that probably Alden Smith's biggest advocate in that room, uh, is the personnel decisions, is probably his biggest advocate on the coaching staff was Jim Tom Sula, who had him in San Francisco, and Jim Tom Sula is not here anymore. Hmm. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Uh, so we'll see what happens with him. All right, uh, Alabama Pro Day going on today. Uh, you talk about what might excite me as far as. They got to do something at cornerback, obviously. And I think all signs are pointing right now to them really. uh, I would say if I put a percentage on it, Patrick Sertan, the Alabama cornerback, is, I would put it at 75 to 80% chance that the Cowboys are drafting him at number 10. Mike McCarthy's there today. i mean, just reading the tea leaves on it right now. Here, uh, over a month away from the draft, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Sertan is their pick. What would you think of that, Mr. Cornerback, over there with 57
2: <laughs> career receptions? I, I do not mind having a uh, uh, Alabama bookends uh, in regards to cornerback position, but these guys, as we could tell, uh, with Trayvon last year, it's hard to be that Alabama guy when you don't have that Alabama front four, okay? And as Spags pointed out, if we could just get some pressure, it would make a big difference. But I want to see how players are going to play without that pressure. Can, uh, can he come in and, and do well in that regard? We didn't see that from, uh, from uh, Trayvon last year. When we didn't have pressure, he didn't play well, so you have to be able to adapt, uh, you know, to that little uh, 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 adversity that you're going to have to deal with. You're not going to be able to squat down on the right, routes like you did in Alabama. You don't have the defensive lineman that we had in Alabama. They don't have the, we don't make the the impact from the front four like they did in Alabama. So you better be ready to uh, adapt to the situation and make sure that your game is conducive to being able to play defense and being able to play one-on-one for a long time. When I was with the Cowboys, as much as we had doomsday defense and we had Ed and Randy and John Dutton and Harvey Martin, when you have the flex defense call, they ain't going nowhere. I had to play defense back there for like six seconds because my defensive linemen were being handcuffed by the system itself. When you let them go, we're balling. But when they're not, we have to be back there and play disciplined uh man-to-man defense, and that is tough to do for four or five, six seconds in, in the NFL. So whoever they better bring, whoever they bring in, they better be ready to have their track shoes on and not get frustrated giving up deep inside plays throughout the entire season. That's and, what uh, you better be so, ready for. So Bill, uh,
1: Sertan is Yes, go ahead. No,
0: I was going to say, go ahead on Sertan, and i got one more thing to say about it before we go. Well,
1: the other thing on Sertan is uh, he's not running today. Uh, he measured 6'2", 208 pounds. So there's he's, nice. he's that big corner. Yep. Nice. Uh, the other thing that I like about Bigger Sertan, than his father. Bigger than his father. It, right, exactly. And, of course, his father uh, played very well in the NFL at a very high level. And uh, Sertan – he has been groomed to be an nfl cornerback since he first was tossed a football by his (laughs) daddy when he was two years old uh i mean he he came to alabama and he started immediately uh he was uh, you know trayvon uh was a receiver like his brother Stefan, and converted to cornerback he may have more upside uh, from an athletic standpoint uh, in his NFL career as far as being a playmaker. Uh, I'm t- talking about Trayvon, but mm-hmm. Sertan was the better cornerback when they played at Alabama because of what all those things you're talking about his discipline, his training as a cornerback and so far. I mean it's it's kind of like he doesn't have the playmaking uh, skills uh, probably or on his resume as what Antoine Winfield jr had at University of Minnesota. but he was like, like Sertan, Winfield was trained out of the womb to be a, an NFL defensive <laughs> back, and he showed That's it in right. his first year in the league. He and sure so that did. would excite me about Sertan. All right, Mickey, close it out.
0: And and here's what probably not excite the fan base. When I saw Bucky Brooks's mock draft, the second one, at number ten, after yep. four cornerback quarter, after four quarterbacks were taken in the top nine, two offensive linemen and two wide receivers, and uh, and one corner, which was Farley, who by the way is getting ready to have microdiscectomy surgery for a ruptured disc in his back, uh, and he's probably out <sighs> until May. Yeah, he's not going at number ten. At, uh, number, 10, at number ten, now. Bucky Brooks gave the Cowboys offensive lineman Vera Tucker. From Southern Cal, who I think he played a combination of guard and tackle, with Sertan still on the board, and also Micah Parsons, who he labeled as the best defensive player in the draft, a linebacker from Penn State, who didn't play last year. Okay, that's by your the way. Guy.
2: That's your guy, right? So
0: uh I, I I keep seeing this offensive line thing, and I just can't seem that they can qualify taking an offensive lineman if you think that Tyron Smith and Lale well, Collins are ready to go. If well, you think,
2: if you think Spags, like that's you right. Said, and that's they right. should know. <laughs> and by time April 29th
0: <laughs> shows up, they should know what sort of situation they're in. And both of those guys are out here running right now and don't seem to be limited.
1: Okay. Don't seem to be limited, but they've got the they've got the medical records, and we don't have the medical records. Right, on and that's why I'm saying. Guys. So if they and if so. they
0: do that, then we'll know that they have reservations about one or both, right? But if that's true, but right, if they think those guys are ready to go, that guy's going to come in here. And to me, again, and I'll say it to I'm blue in the face. If they have another injury at offensive tackle, Zach Martin immediately moves out there. He's my tackle, and I'll take care of the guard position, not wait like they did last year, uh, and let that position ruin an who's, offense.
1: So but if if they have an injury at offensive tackle and they've drafted a guy with the 10th pick who's an offensive tackle, who's your offensive tackle that goes in there? Well, he better be ready if I take him in the first round, right? That, 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 exactly, and so that's where they got to do their due diligence on that tackle. Exactly. Where, okay, he's the, he's the guy now. Because you know, if they don't get hurt, anyway. if they
0: don't get hurt, that guy yeah. is, is he gonna is he gonna challenge to be a starting guard? You know, at some point you can't have four first rounders on the offensive line. You've got to spread it around, uh, and I can qualify a linebacker. Because after the two linebackers they have, who's the next guy up? That's what I thought. Well, right.
1: <laughs> Silence. But you, but you can also qualify. Preach, preach you, man! Preach, Mickey, man! Mickey, you can also qualify an offensive lineman because I <laughs> told we you we who the next about. guy. If they lose one.
0: One. The next guy up is Zach Martin.
2: He better be working again. He better be working for us, fags. They have to be training him guard right now.
0: Connor McGovern, you know, came on as a guard when he took
1: Zach's place when he moved out to tackle. Well, here's here's the other thing, and we're out of time, but we're way past time. The other thing on these draft picks, it's not solely about this year. It's the next five years. And so, where are you at with Tyron Smith next year, the year after, the year after, too? And where are you? But at the same point on linebacker, where are you at linebacker? Yeah. Exact same thing. Cornerback, the same thing. So it gets back to take the best player. Exactly. At the the position
2: that you can use
1: them. Exactly.
2: And that's always been the Cowboys' uh philosophy, really, for a long Mm -hmm. time. Even back to Gil Brandt. And taking the best athlete possible.
0: And if it's an offensive lineman that they better trade back. (laughs) This is the tenth pick (laughs) in the draft. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yep. And I gotta have
0: Smith? I gotta have I gotta
1: have DeMarcus Ware. Right? He was 11th Yeah, well, you gotta have Tyron Smith. If that tackle is the tenth pick in the draft, right. it's gotta be Tyron Smith. And I don't want a guy that played guard, guard that
0: can play tackle, okay?
1: Mm-hmm. I want that's a tackle right. that can play that's guard. Right. Just like a guard, it's a sixteenth pick in the draft, he better be Zach Martin. Right. And that's who it was. Yeah, a center who's the thirty-first pick in the draft. He better be Travis Frederick. That they traded.
0: That they traded back to get him at thirty-one to 12 down. Yeah, that's and, true. And that's got true. the
1: receiver that's Terrence true. Williams, who's well. Never mind. Ain't it great right.
0: that we figured all this out? But we needed seven extra minutes. I see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, that does it for mix shots. Wow. We These offseason mix shots, we could go two hours. Yeah. Good job, guys. Good job. Dude. All right. Good job. Uh, all right. We'll talk at you again next Tuesday on Mix Shots. See you, guys. Go
2: Cowboys. Yes, sir.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
3: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah.